Welcome to Betamax Rewind, the only podcast where proper pronunciation is optional, not required. Here are two guys that really hope it's not the size of the ship, but the motion of the ocean. <laughs> Sorry guys, it's actually both. Matt and Doug. Okay, I, I don't know what it was, but and I don't know if you could hear it, but there's a little bit of heavy breathing there Okay, <laughs> on, on her part when she was doing that. It's definitely in there. I don't know what she was doing when she recorded that clip. But uh, before we get into it, so I'll just introduce myself. It, it's it's Matt. How are you doing, Doug? I'm good, man. How are you? I, I can't complain. So do you have any size stories, Doug? Do I have any size stories? Yeah. Uh, yes. Right. I'll go first and I'll, I'll let you decide if you want to tell yours then. Okay. So this was probably... It was definitely before we had kids, but it might have been right after we got married. Um, and Jen and I were, were getting it on. And I know we were someplace that had like a mirror on the wall because I could see myself as as I was doing her. And I just thought I was giving it to her good. And I'm not one who gets cocky about sex, but it's like I'm like I'm giving her a, a jolly good fucking is basically what it was. All right. <laughs> and because of that, I got cocky. and It's like, oh, you like that dick? <laughs> Is it big enough for you? And she's like, oh, I've had bigger. <laughs> nice. And it really kind of spoiled the moment. Oh, sure. I can I can only imagine. So that that's my, my size story done. Yeah. Um, uh, Just want to move on to housekeeping? <laughs> second date with a girl. I invited her over to my place. Uh, I made tacos. She, you know, we were both drinking margaritas and... I had mentioned to her that I was told that I was bigger than average, and she insisted on seeing, and I ended up banging her. Well, what did she say? I mean, she's like, yeah, you are, or no, you're not, or... She didn't say anything. I think she was just happy to get it. Okay. No, you know, the thing is, there was a time where it was like almost a false sense of pride. Oh, yeah, I got a big dick. And... At this point, it's like, I don't really give a shit. As long as it's not, not like a micro penis and it still somewhat works, that's all I really care about. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right. Yeah. And now, it's time for podcast housekeeping. So you got a lot or a little bit? What do you got here? I've got six items. Eh, that's about what I got. So I will go first. Okay. In We talked about uh, the number of words that Max speaks um, versus the Terminator. In the Terminator, do you have a guess of how many words the Terminator spoke? Uh, You've asked me this question before. Is it like 42? 58. Okay. And so you had said the number of sentences that that Max said. So I actually, I did not count them. I, I Googled it. So, you know, if it's not accurate, fuck Google. But it was, you have a guess? Just a guess the total number of words? Uh, 93. Oh, that's not even close. 344. Oh, okay. All right. Um, last week I was talking about how I didn't even know what you really did for a living, and you said I'm a trans monster. <laughs> what is Chandler Bing's job? <laughs> oh, gosh. This has something to do with numbers and processing. And he carries a briefcase. Ten yeah. seconds. You need this or you lose the game. <gasps> it's, um, it has something to do with trans bonding. Oh, oh. So, do you know what happened because they lost that bet? They had to switch apartments. There you go. Yes. 
So we had talked about the dog food in that Max was eating. It was actually Dinky D dog food. Is that a real brand? Uh, that I don't know. But okay. the fact that when I googled Dinky D, a ton of images that were not from the movie came out, I'm assuming that it actually is. Okay. Uh, last week, somehow I got cut off during What You Drinking segment, and listening to you drink by yourself was really sad. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so uh, you had talked about a Star Trek movie and you couldn't come up with the name of it. It was actually Star Trek Nemesis you were talking yes. about. Yes, yes. And we were talking about James, a James Bond movie that we couldn't think of and it was James Bond Skyfall. Correct. I mentioned a board game that is well known for ending friendships uh, and I thought you had played it up at the Shangri-La. The game I was talking about is called Diplomacy. Okay, I have never played that before. Okay. But I could see how Axis and Allies could pl- end friendships because there are some rules in the rule book that are a little bit iffy. And uh, I always played it with friend of show Brad, and we always argued about this rule. Every single time we argued about it. Uh, I tried, I really tried finding the Mel Gibson uh, dash cam video and the audio of him calling the cops sugar tits, but I could not. It's nowhere. It's nowhere to be found. Yeah, I think that there's there was probably like a cease and desist or something. But it usually, if some, once something's out there, you can find it. And I, I Googled it, and I looked for it a little bit, not this week, but the week before, reading up to the Road Warrior. I could not find it either. Okay, but uh, there was a clip from the Road Warrior that I really wanted to pull the sound clip from, and I did not, But so I wanted to play it this week. The ring! How is she? Got a crack timing case cover and it's broken a couple of teeth off the timing gears. Got a crack timing case cover, it's broken a couple of teeth off the timing gear. The radiator's damaged at the core. The radiator's damaged at the core. It's got a cracked water pump. It's got a cracked water pump. And a fractured injector line. It's got a fractured injector line. <laughs> well, what does all that mean? Yeah, okay, but what does that mean? What does that mean? 24 hours. 24 hours? They've got 12. You've got 12. Okay. That was all, that was all improv. <laughs> but I just love his... And then he just repeats it louder. Yes. So there was actually a clip that during the movie last week, I, I was angry at myself because I didn't think to, to pull it. So I pulled it for this week. Come on, Mav. We're getting low on gas. Let's land this sucker. And there was a bunch of them I could have pulled from that particular scene. Sure, of course. Uh, the the clips that we're kind of basing a lot of our movies on, like does it meet up to these criteria, was uh, from a film with Alan Alda called Sweet Liberty. And I was just kind of Googling Alan Alda. I didn't realize that he actually auditioned for Back to the Future. Hey, uh, hey what are you looking at, butthead? Hey, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? You know, that, that, that is a great line. That, I mean, that is so great. You know? The stuff you guys are doing with the 50s and everything. You know, I, I had jackets like this. Can you believe that? I'm the, I'm the old guy. You know? Is it's that actually, Bill Hader? That is Bill Hader. He is okay. amazing. Yeah. No, I there's a bunch of those. And that's I, I don't watch Saturday Night Live, but I will catch like highlight clips sometimes. But some of the ones that they've done that have been a little bit more inspired are the uh, the, the casting or the you know audition tapes for different roles. And there's there's yes. a ton of them out there. Yes, one for Top Gun, Star Wars. Uh, oh, there's all kinds of them. Right. But I'm out of housekeeping stuff. I'm out of housekeeping as well. 
Hey Matt and Doug, what have you been up to? What is new since the last episode? Okay, so I monitor who is listening to what just to for my own, you know, sanity. And I check to see, like, you know, on a week-to-week basis, how many downloads we have and where they're from and what, what podcasts are getting more listens than other ones. So just a couple things I wanted to throw out there. We had our most listens ever last week. Really? Yeah. And even if you remove the fact that we had two and you remove just that one, we still would have had more. Um, the next closest one is the other time we had a Mandalorian podcast also. Okay. Uh, but even you remove the Mandalorian from that, you still those would still be the top two weeks. And how many listens did we have? Yeah, I don't want to get into that. Okay. Not that many, huh? <laughs> I'm not good with small numbers. <laughs> But while I was doing that, I actually went in and I have a spreadsheet where I keep track of different things. Uh, would you hazard a guess as to who has more listens? That being me or you based on the movies that we've picked? Uh, I'm going to say you. Mm. Wow. And it's not close. Really? <laughs> well, you do have one more movie. Um, and that this will move me closer, but it's still a pretty substantial gap. <laughs> Okay. Which I don't fucking understand. <laughs> You've been picking some real clunkers lately. It, not, it, it's none of those, though. Really? It's like Flashdance has a lot of listens. Uh, An Officer and a Gentleman, one of the most listened to ones we have. Really? Well, that was actually that's actually a pretty good podcast. So, well, over to you. Okay, so since we last spoke on this f- format, not the Mandalorian format, St. Nicholas came to our house. And a couple of things that he brought. He brought the game Perfection. Are you familiar with Perfection? No. It's where you push down the base plate and you set the timer and then you've got to put all the little yellow pieces, all the different shapes. Okay, The timer goes off and then it pops up. My 11-year-old could give two shits about playing any kind of game. He's kind of a um, a Debbie Downer when it comes to playing games in this house. But my my 8-year-old loves playing games. And he was playing this over and over and over again, trying to get it. And he kept on falling short. And he was getting so pissed off at this game. Finally, he just took it and he flipped it up in the air and pieces went everywhere. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, St. Nick also brought us an advent calendar that really brings out the true meaning of Christmas. It would be the Lego Star Wars advent calendar okay. that, you know, really brings Christ and, <laughs> and everything to the house uh, and brings us into the Christmas spirit. But it's just, I mean, it's interesting. Each day the boys open up a little cardboard door and out pops a little bag of Legos and you have to build a miniature Millennium Falcon or you get a minifigure or whatever. It's, it's been kind of fun, but really has nothing to do with Christmas whatsoever. See, we have the... Just regular Lego Advent thing. Okay. And you open it up and a little bag pops out and you, you have to build like Christ. And uh-huh. then like the next day you have to build the cross. And then he has like the little thing in his hand so he can actually stick the, the thing through his hand so he goes up on the cross. It's really, you know, it's intricate. Uh, do, do you have to build Judas and then also a hanging rope? <laughs> 
Yeah, and then, you know, at the back end, there's like the the rock that rolls away from the tomb. Yeah, we're actually talking more about the Easter calendar. Probably, that would be true. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, yeah, I, I, it's been a while since I've been to church. Okay. <laughs> but, but speaking of Legos, um, everybody who knows me knows that I'm a giant fucking nerd. And I've got in my basement a mock, which is make your own creation, uh, Cloud City carbon freezing chamber Lego that I've created with, and it's got all the minifigures and I just, I've never been really happy with it. I decided that I was going to add some more detail to it and I'm sitting there building that and I'm also, I look at my, my phone and I've been working on this thing for, for two hours and suddenly I realize I am a grown ass man <laughs> playing with toys and I have no problem with that whatsoever. Well, you know, you could use the excuse of you can't really go out because of, you know, Corona, but that that's really not true well, at all. Well, sure. I mean, well, I mean, okay, fine. If that's the case, learn how to play the guitar. Yeah, that's, <laughs> or, that's true. Or something. Do something more productive than play with Legos. Pick up a skill. Yeah. Yes. You know what really grinds my gears? Uh, you know, it, it's come up multiple, multiple, multiple times in this podcast that my opinion doesn't mean shit in my household and it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't, if it's going on a trip or a TV show to watch or something to purchase, if I bring it up, it is completely discarded as something not to do. And then if somebody else, it doesn't matter who it is, brings it up. It is a great idea and gets traction. And the most recent one was, uh, we were talking about Christmas and, Several, several years ago, I had talked to Jen about getting a Roomba. You know what a Roomba is? It's the little robot vacuum cleaner. Right. And she's like, no, we, no, that's stupid. Why would we get a Roomba? There's no reason for this, whatever. So since I'm the one that has the Amazon account, I get notifications when shit gets ordered. And I saw that a Roomba had been ordered and it came and Jen's like, oh, yeah, it's it's one of my Christmas presents is I wanted a Roomba. You want to help me set it up? No, <laughs> I don't. Why not? Because I suggested this several years ago, and you completely just said, no, that's a stupid idea. But apparently somebody else brought it up, so now it becomes a great idea. Sure. Another thing that grinds my gears is when I can't find the droids I'm looking for. Yeah, me too. What gives with that? And that's what really grinds my gears. That's the extra clip I pulled just for this okay. week. <laughs> All right. Uh, we had our first significant snowfall today. And the boys were all playing. And normally when uh, we get over five or six inches, and I know it's over five or six inches because I jerk off and <laughs> I stick my erect penis into the snow, and that's a good gauge, uh, I'll break out the snowblower and go in the backyard and just do circles around and around and around. And I will build, like, this mound of snow that's about eight feet tall, and then the boys go sledding down that. And they have an absolute blast. All the neighbor kids come over, and it's... I mean, it's an eight-foot-tall sledding hill, but it's, for kids, it's fun. Sure. I mean, I grew up on top of an old downhill ski hill, so, it, which was in walking distance, so my access to a, a kick-ass sledding hill was always right there. But we just don't have that around here that's that close. And he was insistent uh, that we had enough snow, and I'm, tell, I'm like, dude, we only got like two inches. I, I, it will barely even pick up any snow. And he was just insistent that I could do it. And I'm just like, I'm not going to do it. But this is my same child that he is so determined to do something. And 
I will try and show him a better, more efficient way, and he will get so pissed off at me. Basically just telling me, don't, no, Dad, I'm going to do it this way that makes no fucking sense whatsoever, just to prove you wrong. Sure. Yeah. So, that's about it. Okay. Uh, are you completely done? Because I have a bunch more stuff. No, I'm completely done. Okay. That's so it. I, that's, I, it's, it's been a pretty pretty dull week. Okay. So, I'm, I'm assuming you know a little bit about British culture. A little bit. So, you know, things in, even though they speak English, some of the things we say here mean something different there. Like Fanny is a perfect example. Fanny means one thing here. Fanny means another thing there. Fag um, means a cigarette right. in the UK. Means something completely different here. Right. And then, you know, danger noodle is what they call a snake over there. But a bunch of other things. So my kids the last couple of days have just been fighting nonstop. And we were over at my parents' house for pizza last night, and Jen and I were walking back with the dog, and the kids were going to drive. And it is a block and a half from my parents' house to to our house. And we beat the kids back, and that's because they were fighting the entire time. And I got home, and I changed jackets, and I actually went and took the dog out on a walk. And I come in, and Jen is sitting there, and she's like, we need to talk, which to me means I fucked up somehow, right? Mm-hmm. And so we go upstairs and she closes the door. I'm like, what? What did I? I don't even know what I could have possibly done. And no, it's it's because the kids are fighting and, and they were screaming at each other. And and Dylan called Dawson a cunt. And <laughs> <laughs> But here's the thing. You have to remember, Dylan is British. So that's okay because that's not as big of a deal over there. I've told the story about how my son's British, right? No, you have not. He speaks with a British accent. <laughs> Does he really? Yes. And he has for years. I think it's from YouTube and like talking to people in gaming things, but he definitely speaks with a British accent. But yeah, I, but we did say, hey, you know, say whatever. Try to avoid calling him the C word. Okay. So beyond that, um, my youngest son, I realized, is not nearly scared enough of me because he talks to me just like a person. And he's not quite old enough to do that yet. And Jen was watching The Bachelorette. And he said, Dad, did, have you ever noticed that all the guys on The Bachelorette are a cuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then I said to him, well, you, you know who you're named after, right? And she's like, and he said, yeah, I'm named after this character on this TV show. And I said, yeah, he was a cuck. <laughs> and he is so upset by this. Okay. And he just won't let it go. How could you name me after a cuck? I can't believe any super pissed about it. How is Dawson a cuck on the, on Dawson's Creek? Because Joey went with Pacey over Dawson. Oh, so I never watched that show because I was a man. <laughs> okay. Uh, now your kids are still younger. Do you do you guys give Christmas cards to your your kids' teachers? Uh, we don't give cards. We, in a couple of different ways, you have the room mom and when the kids are younger and usually the room mom will go out and buy like, well, first of all, they'll solicit money. Hey, mm-hmm. send me 10 bucks, 10, send me 15 bucks. And that's just an easy way to do it. Oh, I'm just going to Venmo them. Boom. Christmas is done. And then they'll go to the store and buy a bunch of gift cards and do a bunch of other shit and then email all the people that sent money and said, oh, this is what I got. I got them this and some soaps and some candles and a, and a gift certificate to Target, blah, 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 blah. 
Uh, but we haven't been doing that lately. It's been more, hey, we're going to do something a little bit more special. With uh, the older kids, uh, that's what they don't they don't have room moms. But what my missus is doing this year is she is she is knee deep in the world of crafting right now, and is doing all of these different Christmas crafts. And so she's creating a gift basket for the boys' teachers. Now, unfortunately, my oldest son has got four teachers. Mm-hmm. And he wants to give one of these gift baskets to each one of them. So that's what we're doing. Because right, both my kids are in high school. And I remember back when I was in elementary school, yeah, we got something for our teachers. Mm-hmm. Middle school, no. High school, no. definitely not. No. And I, I just thought it was weird. And I, I, I'm assuming you probably didn't in high school either. No, I did not. Okay. Just a few more things. Sorry, I got I got a lot on the docket here. So – we're pretty honest on this podcast. Um, we're pretty straightforward. We we don't really pull any punches about this and that that we might have done in our past, right? Correct. H- have you ever had a wet dream? Yeah, but not until I was in my like early twenties. I never have, and and I don't say that like out of pride or anything. And it's not like oh, I never had. No, it's not like that. Because if I did, I, I mean, I talked about a stripper jerked me off last week. It's not that big of a deal to me. No, it's not. But I never had, and I thought that was weird. And what made me think of that is I had this dream. And you you know how sometimes your dreams are tied to basically what you're doing right before you go to sleep? Yes. So I was actually working on the podcast for this week right before I went to sleep. And I have a thing that comes up that is about a listener of, of the podcast. And she ended up in my dream, which was weird. And I have... I don't know. I'm sure it probably has, and this kind of is tied to the wet dream thing. I don't know if I've ever if I've ever had sex in a dream. Oh, I have. And the, uh, here's the thing: when I, the, this, when I have sex dreams, it's right. Oh, somebody just left a message at your house, Matt. <laughs> yes. It's, is uh, it the is it the warranty department for your vehicle? Because no, goddamn, have I been getting a lot of calls for those lately? No, I, I think it is. You know, the only way that we can protect. The Senate is if we send money to Georgia. That's what okay. I'm guessing it is. Okay, that too. Yeah. Uh, the only th- when I have the, the my most vivid sex dreams is after I've had sex. Okay. No, and it was. I think I was an insurance salesman or an FBI person. I I don't know what, but I was wearing like a tie and a suit, and we had just started kind of messing around, and I woke up. Mm. And yeah, that sucks. And then, like, I, I tried to go back to sleep because I wanted to see if I got if I got to nail it in the dream, and I, I couldn't fall back asleep. So, all right, the very last thing I had, um, and you might not want to answer this, and if you don't, that's fine. Okay. Is do you and the misses have a designated like sex time? Not like it's like you have it on a calendar entry, but you do it at night, or you do it in the morning, or you do it on weekends, or do you have anything like that, or is it just it happens when it happens? The kids are always around, so really the only time that we we have a chance to do it is when the kids go to sleep, mm-hmm. and it's got to be fast, and it's got to be quiet. Well, that should work out for you, right? <laughs> she always comes first, always. <laughs> um, very rarely during the day, because she's working during the day, mm-hmm. and she's just, you know, she's in, with her job. She doesn't like her job. She referred to it when we were talking last night. She referred to it, her job as like 
being in jail. So I don't even want to push that button in the middle of the day and come on upstairs while she just got off the phone with a really bad phone call and go, hey, baby. Yeah. Want to go knock boots? Yeah. The, the reason I ask is because, you know, my kids are, are older. They're in high school. They, they kind of know what's going on. And we've kind of instituted this, you know, we, we lock the door. We're, we, we lock the door. But even our doors, when you lock them, maybe it's not latched. So it's like, make sure you knock before you come in. But, you know, we had a little bit of afternoon delight one day this week. And the the youngest is just like, one o'clock in the afternoon, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> you filthy animal. <laughs> going to hit it when you hit it. And then yesterday, he was actually getting cocky about something. And Jen just said, yeah, we did it again yesterday afternoon. <laughs> just, oh, just to fuck with him. But all this sex talk has kind of got me thirsty. I don't know. No, no, that's not time to drink yet. It's time for our sound of the week. You uh, are just, you yeah. are, how, long, how long have we been doing this, Matt? Too long. Yeah, and you, you still haven't figured out the order. What's that sound? That sound. What's that sound? That sound. What's that sound? That sound. What's that sound? Oh. Okay. So, one of the things that has happened on this podcast many times is when there's been a particular thing that happens in a movie, I have tried to imitate that sound. And Doug has brought that up multiple times, whether it be the or Happy Birthday, Polly. You know, those things. So, for this week's Sound of the Week, I have two versions of it. I have me doing it. Oh, great. <laughs> and then I have the real one. So I will play you me doing it first. Know what it is? I do not. Okay, here's the real. It's actually pretty accurate. Play one more time. No, not your version. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm so happy. Because <laughs> I was it was one of two I was gonna do. Okay, I'll play the actual one. Stand by to receive our transmission. Soon lock phasers on target and await my command. Phasers. Oh lock. yeah, okay. Time's up. Here it comes. Now, Mr. Spock. Our shields! They're falling! Yeah. So his name is? Our shields are dropping. Joachim. <laughs> I will avenge you. Jen has never seen Rathacon. I can't believe that. Wow. It's a classic. Yeah. Although, so, I mean... You've got to, you've got to enjoy it. You've got to know Star Wars. That's a, a not, or it's not Star Wars. Star Trek. <laughs> a a, a non Star Trek fan cannot sit down and go, "Wow, this is a great movie." It, it is, you know, it actually is probably one of the most standalone ones of all of them. It doesn't oh, mean as much uh, because, like, you know, the deaths of characters don't mean anything if that character doesn't have a history for you. But still, I think that one is they they compare that one to Master and Commander a lot. Which is an amazing movie. Yeah, and that was coming off a of Gladiator, wasn't it? 
Yes. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple years after Gladiator. Okay. So now are you that, thirsty? Um, yeah, but I, I don't have a beer in front of me because um, I knew you were going to be long winded, so I didn't want to sit in here to get warm. So <laughs> why don't you go first? I'm going to go grab my beer. Can I play the song? I guess. Oh, sure. Go ahead and play the song. Beverage for the show. What fills up Matt and Doug? Beverage for the show. They are thirsty. So one of the things that Doug had asked me to do was he asked me to actually put the all of the songs that he had created for Beverage for the show into a randomizer, just like the, um, you know, Doug's got a question for me. So I did that as well. But, oh, and let me guess, this is not going to be a twist off, is it? Oh, no, it is. Okay. So this week, uh, the first thing I'm drinking is a Cayman Jack Margarita, which you is... Came ma- in, you Cayman Jack? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so let's take... And this is, a, this is a bottle, so this is this is a treat. That's pretty good. Yeah. Can I complain? What's the flavor? Margarita. Okay. Uh, I am drinking a Radicats New England style Indian Pale Ale made by Carbon Four Brewing out of Madison, Wisconsin. They are the same brewer that makes Fantasy Factory, which is basically a cat riding a rain, uh, rainbow colored unicorn or Pegasus, something. It's a crazy bottle. Okay. So I have not had this kind before. Ugh. Ugh. That's really sweet. That's very sweet. It's okay, but it's it's a little too sweet for me. Okay. So, movie time? Yes, sirree. No bed this week. Let's talk about movies. Here's a bed next week. So this week is my week, so I will take the lead here. Inner Space was released on July 1st, 1987. It was directed by Joe Dante, best known for Small Soldiers, The Howling, and next week's movie, Gremlins. It was co-written by Jeffrey Bohm and Chris Poser. Proser, excuse me. Bohm did an uncredited rewrite on Lethal Weapon and wrote Lethal Weapons 2 and 3, along with Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. It stars Dennis Quaid, Martin Short, and Meg Ryan. Quaid has been a ton of things, including Meg Ryan. Short was best known for his stint on SNL and the movie The Three Amigos. And Meg Ryan is best known for When Harry Met Sally and Bad Plastic Surgery. This movie also includes Kevin McCarthy, Vernon Wells, Robert Picardo, and Betamax regular, Betamax Rewind regular Harold Sylvester. The movie cost $27 million and grossed forty-two. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 82 with critics and 65 with audiences. It was executive produced by Spielberg and also just as several movies in the in the past couple of weeks, or at least one movie in the last couple of weeks, had the Goober-Peters producing combo again. And it's amazing we have not done a Spielberg-directed film yet. No, we haven't. And I, wonder, I wonder when that will happen. Maybe soon, maybe not. But it also has producers Frank Marshall and Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy famously has recently dis- destroyed the Star Wars movie universe. 
<laughs> you, you can't. You, okay. <laughs> She's doing some good things now. You she, give her she has a- nothing to do with Mando. That's all. That's all the guys from the cartoon area in Favreau. But did you see all the shit that's coming? Like the ten new series that are coming out? Yeah, and yes, I yes I did, and they announced stuff, but. They announce stuff that doesn't happen because the guys from Game of Thrones were going to do a trilogy. That's not right. happening. The guy from Last Jedi was going to do a trilogy, and that's not going to happen. The next one is actually – the next movie is scheduled for 2023, and it is going to be this by the same director that directed Wonder Woman and the upcoming WW84. Right. So, so. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> but – Movie starts at some kind of a reception or party, and lots of people wearing their military garb. And Tuck, who is played by Quaid, walks out and he is drunk. Oh, shit faced. And he knocks over a display and then he fights four guys. Right, but here's the thing <clears throat> when he fights those four guys, he gets the best of them at first. Like, usually when you're in that situation in a movie, the guy's going to get his ass kicked. And Quaid kind of handles his own and is smiling while he's doing it. Yeah. And then Doug's favorite guy rescues him. Harold Sylvester? Yeah. So, hold on. Did you see the resemblance of his son, Jack? When, like, a, a, a young Dennis Quaid? Do you know who his son, Jack, plays? No. He plays the main protagonist in The Boys. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. And I'm looking at him, because when I, when I knew that, and I was watching The Boys, I'm like, he looks nothing like Dennis Quaid. And now I see this younger Dennis Quaid. It's like, oh, yeah, now I see the resemblance. Yeah, I, I didn't even, but yeah, I definitely can see that. Yeah, I think his name is what, Huey? Yeah, Huey is who he plays on yes. The Boys. But... Now we're introduced to Meg Ryan's character, Kate. No, not Kate. Kate's next week. What's Meg Ryan's character's name? Lydia. Lydia. Hey, please, please tell me you pulled the shut up Meg clip. I for, I forgot to pull shut up Meg. No, I didn't. <laughs> Damn it. Damn but it. Meg Ryan is so cute here. You really think so? I. She didn't do anything for me in this movie. She's not hot. She's just super cute. Ah, uh, still. I, I mean... This is right around the same time that Courtney Cox was doing the Bruce Springsteen yep. video. Yep, brings her up on stage. Yes, and Courtney Cox is the brunette Meg Ryan, and I would take young Courtney Cox over young Meg Ryan. You know, they both have had some questionable plastic surgery <laughs> since then. Yes. yes, they have. But I think Courtney Cox definitely still wins that battle because she looks more human now than Meg Ryan is just like one of those... She is a cautionary tale of of plastic surgery, in my opinion. There are worse examples, but I mean, she definitely fucked up her face. Yeah. Well, she met she met what's his face Dennis Quaid on the set of this, and that <clears throat> they got married. I think four years later, and then divorced ten years after that. So the kid who played the kid who plays Huey on The Boys that's Meg Ryan's kid also. Hmm. Okay. So, but Lydia and Tuck have a song. Do you and your missus have a song? Eh, not really. 
Okay. Music used to be such a more important part of our life. Like when we were courting, uh, and even before we had kids. What did you do this in like the Middle Ages? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <When> you're recording. <laughs> what the well, fuck's I, wrong with you? I'm recording. <laughs> we listened to a lot of Dave Matthews and a lot of Frank Sinatra. And even, I think right after we started having kids, we listened to a lot of Jack Johnson. And now it's just kind of like, I, I, I have my music and she has her music and neither one of us really cares for each other's music. So mm-hmm. that's about it. How about you? Right, well, we have our wedding song. Which, which is? It's a Bon Jovi song. Okay. So, of course it is. And the, the thing is, you know, I, I don't mind the song. I actually like the song. The only problem is... It is like the longest song in the Bon Jovi catalog because it's is something it, like seven minutes long. Is it You Give Love a Bad Name? <laughs> no. Um, and I, I should have a Bon Jovi joke on on the tip of my tongue, but I don't. No, it's actually um, Thank You for Loving Me. That's yeah, all. Never heard it. Never heard it. Oh, you heard it at my wedding. I probably wasn't listening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But Lydia and Tuck have a fight and... The, the taxi shows up and a guy that has been in basically everything is a taxi driver. Yeah, he's in, he's in almost every Joe Dante movie. In fact, he's he's in next week's Joe Dante movie. Yeah, and he he was the guy who sold the Terminator, the guns in yes. Terminator. But uh, Lydia has left Tuck a, a Dear John note and says something like, it hurts her too much to be with him. And he runs out after her. But hold on a second. Before when they show up to his apartment and he's wasted, uh, she sees like a, a taxidermed rabbit, mm-hmm. and she's like, "What are you into right now?" He's like, "Ah, nothing." And that's when he plays the song, and it gets her all hot and bothered. He bangs her, and then yeah, the next morning she leaves him. Well, have you ever had the you know this is the last time sex? No, I have. I mean, I have, but then I ended up marrying her. So. <laughs> so it was the last time. <laughs> but they're out at the cab, and his towel gets ripped off because it's in the door, and the cab drives away, and it shows his ass, and Lydia's crying. And now we're introduced to the other main character, Jack. And Jack, we find out, is apparently allergic to hairspray. Yes. Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels are? This will come and, up again. And a hypochondriac. Yeah. And but Jack is basically he's a shit show. I mean, there is any number of things wrong with Jack, and some of them are probably legit. Some of them are things that the doctor is kind of pushing on him. Sure. And this doctor is actually the same doctor that was in The Incredible Shrinking Man from nineteen fifty something or another. Yes. Yes. And but the doctor says that Jack needs a vacation with no excitement. And now we get we shuffle over to the lab where hold we, on a second, but he's yeah. he's 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 telling the doctor about his nightmare that he has. Yeah, the nightmare with the where the things are ringing up wrong, and there's a lady that pulls a gun out of her purse. Yeah, nasty lady with red hair, old. And she's yeah, been she, in a ton of things too. Sure, uh, but she, yeah, and the, and she, the register comes up to like a million dollars, and she pulls a gun out of her purse. Right. Okay. Now we go to the lab. And your guy says this about Tuck. Let me tell you something about Tuck Pendleton. He could have been one of the best. 
but he hates authority. He, he can't take orders, and he likes to make up his own rules. Like and, Maverick from Top Gun. Yeah, and the, the the way that it's explained is the reason Tuck has this job is nobody else would take it. Right. Yeah. Harold Sylvester says that he's the only one crazy enough to do it. Yeah, they, they had went to a bunch of other people, and they either said no or nah. And so Tuck, it's and he Tuck, I think, is really kind of like he's out of options. He doesn't have a lot of different things that he can do as well. Correct. But as Tuck is walking through on the way to his pod, he he kisses a woman, and then he stops and goes back and gives her a real kiss. Yeah, and then also this is actually the first selfie in a major motion picture. They said that it was in Thelma and Louise that was the first selfie, but no. Mm-hmm. Tuck Pendleton grabbed a Polaroid and took a picture of him in abroad, and there you have it. First, first selfie. And at, at this point... And by the way, the movie's... Thelma and Louise, that can suck a bag of dicks. I I've never, I've never seen it. Oh, I hated that movie. I hated it. Is, does he have his shirt off in this scene? Is he, Are they putting like pads on him or something? No, no, they're not. Because at this point, as we're watching the movie and I'm taking notes, Jen says something about how he's so good looking and he's got a six pack and everything. And then she said this. I swear to God, you could drown a toddler in my panties right now. I mean, he not is, that you would. He, Dennis Quaid, young Dennis Quaid, old Dennis Quaid. You know what? I'd give up my left nut to be Dennis Quaid to have those looks. Sure. It's good. He's a good looking dude. What about Randy Quaid? <laughs> Shitter's full. <laughs> but Tuck gets into the machine, into the pod. And, and it's, he, what's, it's what's what's the machine called? It is called the Kraken. Right? Is that right? The yes. Kraken? Release the Kraken. Dirk, we had two Kraken clips. I didn't know if you wanted yours or mine, so I picked that one. <laughs> you know what? The, the original Clash of the Titans is a classic. So, yeah. But, it, I'm thinking that that's going to be the last time we use the Kraken sound clip. Yeah. Well, it's it didn't. It's not on the permanent soundboard. It just got... Okay. Yeah. All right. But he is carrying a briefcase, and my thought was, what does he have in this briefcase? And we do find out a little bit later... I, he's got a hustler in there. <laughs> you know, he's going to be in there for a day, so he's definitely going to need some jack time. Right. And not the character jack, some the other jack time. But there there are two chips that have to be inserted for this process to work. And they have this robot arm that does the, kind of this sequence to insert the chips. Why? Uh, to make a funny moment at the end of the movie, I yeah. think. I think that's the only reason. Yeah, the, the PEM... One goes in the motherboard and one goes in the pod. And did you hear the voice on the pod? The, like the computer voice? No. I well, oh, Yes, you did. You, you heard the voice. Okay, voice. I did hear. I didn't. It didn't. Yeah. I For the life of me, I thought that that was the same voice from the computer that in The Incredibles. Scanning room. Mr. Incredible. Uh, it was not. But it sounded, they, I, I listened to them and I, I was going to pull those clips, but I'm like, nah, what's the point? I'll just explain it. They so, sound very, very similar. Who was it? Uh, the guy in Inner Space is this guy that has done like a ton of voice work. I mean, he works has worked steady since the 70s and is continuing to work. Um, and then the guy who does the voice in The Incredibles, I believe is Brad Bird, who is the director. Okay. 
Sure. And he does, when Brad Bird directed the Mission Impossible movie. That was the fourth one, right? It's the one where he escapes from Russia, the prison in Russia. Yes, this is the fourth one. Because the first one was by uh, Spielberg's, or Lucas's buddy. The second one was by um, John, John Woo. Woo. Yes. The, the third one, I don't remember who did the third one. Was it, I think the third one was J.J. Abrams. That's possible. Because then they all got done by the guy that we talked about who should take over Star Wars. Yes, uh, Chris McQuarrie. Yeah, yeah so Brad, but the, the voice on the this message will self destruct yes. in five seconds. That's the voice of Brad Bird as well, and they saw it's it's you know it's the same voice that's in the Incredibles. It's kind of funny. Okay, but the the actually the pins. If you notice the one that got plugged into the motherboard, the pins were all bent to shit, and I'm assuming that's because they had done multiple takes and they got squished and they just didn't bother to straighten them out. Sure. But as you said, there's a pin on the motherboard, at least that's what you called it, and there's another pin that's on the pod. And the pod starts spinning really, really fast. Yes, it's in a centrifuge. Did, do you remember going to Great America and going in that ride where it's like a It was kind of tucked over to the side. There, there was never a big line for it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very you, similar you get, to the Gravitron. You get sucked to the side and then the floor drops. Mm-hmm. You ever see anybody puke on that ride? No, I have not. Oh, I did. It was something spectacular. Thankfully, I was on the other side, and I did not get hit with any. Uh, but yeah, the person to the left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they took the brunt man. of it. Oh, man. It was so bad. But the first thought I had was, this would kill him. This spinning would kill him. Sure. And then the effect is kind of similar to Quantum Leap, in a way. Yeah, a with, little bit. With the... The flash yes. and, and the papers go everywhere. Wouldn't they have the lab set up <laughs> so that this didn't happen? Well, you would you would think because this is not the first time that they've done this. They've probably shrunk oranges and other living organisms. You would hope before, so <laughs> before they tested it on a man. Yeah, but uh, as it turns out, it gets shrunk down and put into the solution, and it's in a syringe. And then the phone repair guys show up, which anybody that works at a government lab, I would think, they they wouldn't just let the phone repair guys in. No. No, they would not. Especially ones that are carrying what looks like small cans of spray paint. (laughs) And they just start blasting everybody with this, uh, what is it, chloroform? It's knockout gas. Knockout gas. It works really fast, too, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. But uh, the the magnif- we're shown magnification of the syringe that shows like the little pod in the syringe, and there is a I called her a pretty woman is one of the bad guys. Mm-hmm. And she's a she's a she's a, a a glob. You know what a glob is? No. Good looking older broad. Okay. Yeah. That that works. Yes. So she steals the chip, and the head scientist is hiding, and he grabs the syringe and he bolts. Correct. And they send Mr. Igo after him. And who is Mr. Igo, Matt? He is, oh God, I should know this. He's Wes from the Road Warrior. He's the, oh, he's oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's the red hit, the Mohawk guy. The Mohawk guy. That's we right. go, we go now. Well, I believe he does not say any words in this movie. The only sound he makes is a scream at the end. Okay, but there's there's a chase, and the yes. scientist grabs a bike. 
Yes, but they're going over. They're they're going over some drainage ditches. Did you see the motorcycle jumping, chase being chased by the semi with John Connor on the back? No, because it didn't happen. <laughs> okay, liar. But uh, scientists, he's and he crashes over what I used to call the early 80, early eighties white trash mobile, just a Camaro. Yes, and there were some vanity plates. Did you see the vanity plates on Igo's car? Uh, yes, I believe so. Oh God, what 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 did it say? Uh, like strap on or no? It was actually snap on. Snap on. There you go. Which I said is very close to my plates. <laughs> strap on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but the chase, the doctor, the scientist, whatever you want to call him, ends up running to the mall where Jack is booking a cruise. And this is the greatest mall. On the face of the planet. Because you've got dudes that are just walking around juggling. You've got a penguin, giant penguins handing out balloons to nuns. Uh, there's a furry convention going on. So there's something for everybody? Yes. But I have my notes that Yago's... Or how do you say it? How do you say his, his name? Mr. Igo. Igo. He, he looks fake. And when I say he looks fake, not... His hand, his face looks fake. It's yes. like he's got, and the same way in the road war, he just has that face that looks almost mannequin like. Yes. And he has now, he is kind of like a snap on hand, which is why he had those plates. And he has a gun in his hand now. And Jack is in the world's slowest elevator. Mm hmm. You, you ever fart in an elevator, Doug? <laughs> yes, I have. Okay. But the scientist. Injects Jack with Tuck, and then the scientist dies. And that would kill Tuck also. The, the amount of G's that Tuck just took would have smushed his brain. Because of going through the syringe, you mean? Yes. Well, if, if he can survive, you know, the centrifuge, maybe there's some kind of, like, compensator thing. What's that thing called in Star Trek? Oh, God. TJ sent it to us, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. Or no, or Scott did. I don't know. One of those. One of those nerds. Or inertial inertial dampener. Yes. There you go. There we go. Okay, but the bad guy picks up the syringe, and Tuck has been knocked out. So maybe your statement has some credibility. And then the bad guy changes his hand, but Jack has to get to work. And where does he work? He works at the local supermarket. Yeah, he kind of works at like a Piggly Wiggly type store. Yeah. Do you know who his boss is? It's the um, the Nazi guy from Blues yeah, Brothers. That's, yeah, that's the head Nazi from Blues Brothers. <laughs> that's an 80s movie. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, Tuck wakes up, and he's in fat cells. And do you know what the cells, like for all of the special effects in this movie, what, what the cellular stuff was done with? Jello? Yes. You, you read the same IMDb page that I did? I did. And we should mention, too, that this movie is loosely, very loosely based on 1966 Fantastic Voyage with uh, Raquel Welch and trying to think now who the bad guy is in that movie. We had to watch it, I think, in 7th or 8th grade science. Uh, Donald Pleasance okay. is the bad guy. I can't think of who the main... I mean, if you saw the main good guy, you'd be like, oh yeah, I've seen that guy in a million things. Sure. But I, his name, name escapes me. Except Rockwell Wells with her big old titties. Yeah. Uh, w- was she the one that was in The Deep? Uh, is that with Nick Nolte? Yes. 
No, it wasn't Raquel Welch. It was Jacqueline Bissett. Bissett, yeah. Okay, sure. I always wow. get those confused. I can't believe I pulled that one out of my ass. It's a good pull, Doug. It was a good pull. I had a lot of good pulls to that movie. So, but... <laughs> but, but Jack is... Is is working and there's a bagger there. The bagger, I thought the bagger was cute in kind of a trashy way. You put a pair of glasses on her and a and a pantsuit, and rawr, yummy. But apparently she stood Jack up for a date. Yeah, and Jack is a checker, and the woman from his nightmare that you referenced earlier is in line. Oh, and you know who she is? She was the head nun in the Blues Brothers. That is correct. Yeah, that's I have that in my notes right now. Okay. Yeah. So, so just Tuck, like, go ahead. Tuck is trying to, he's going to try igniting his electromagnetic booster cells. Which causes the checkout scanner to kind of go haywire and make everything be really expensive. Yeah, it's not a million dollars, but do you know what the total was? No, I do not. It's 150000 128 Okay. And yeah. I don't know, know if you know this or not, but this is actually accurate. This is how uh, grocery store scanners work. So... Okay. You get electricity near them, the prices just go up. It's weird. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Okay. No. You, you used to work at a, at a grocery store, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. I, well, I, I wasn't a – they only had uh, women checkers at that time. They did not allow men to be checkers. Really? Is, yeah. that, what they, is that what they told you? There I mean, were I, no I, men checkers, so I'm no, assuming I, – yeah. I, I remember as a kid, yeah, there were no men checkers. Um, did you quit that job? Yeah, I did. You did? Yep. Liar. <laughs> so the woman from his nightmare is in line. And just like in his nightmare, the prices are coming up high. And she, she pulls out the gun just like in his nightmare. But instead of shooting Jack, what does she do? She lights up a heater. <laughs> Which you, you could do in a grocery store then, apparently. Uh, yes. Just like, you ever... you go, just like you could go into a bank with a dip and spit into the giant tall can ashtray. <laughs> That's a poll. <laughs> Did you ever have like a kitschy lighter, like a grenade lighter or a pistol lighter or a naked I, woman lighter? I remember this goes back, gosh, seven years. And there was this hardware store that friend of show Chris and I would always go to on the way up to deer camp. And at the checkout line, there were these, you know, a box of, they looked like little shotguns that were about six inches long and it was a lighter. And I'm like, I'm going to buy that. And he's just like, really? Why? And I'm like, because it's going to be funny when I pull it out around the campfire. And he's just like, yeah, you're paying six bucks for one laugh. And then that's it. Then what are you going to do with that thing? You know, Fuck you, Chris. I bought it anyways. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to play this just because I almost pulled this off the soundboard. Hi, Christopher. Happy birthday. How are you now? It's been a cold minute since he's been mentioned on the podcast. It has, it has been a while. Yes. So, but this this actually made me think of something else. Have you ever had a dream that came true, like, just how you had dreamed it? No. Really? Okay. It's happened to me a couple times. Nothing, like, fantastic, you know, but just something happened in my dream, and then in reality, like, the next day or a week later, the exact same sequence, everything was exactly the same. It's happened to me a couple times. Except in your dream, the color of the strap on dildo was purple, not pink. I dream in black and white. Okay. But, um, so Jack is kind of going nuts and he's freaking out and the bagger slaps him and 
Tuck is on the way to where? His optic nerve. <laughs> and as we come back to the grocery store, the baggers has lit up a heater now as well. <laughs> <laughs> and Tuck deploys the optic sensor and Jack feels like he got stabbed in the eye. And it's at this point that Tuck realizes he is not in the rabbit. Right. I'm in a man. I'm in a strange man. I'll be a son of a bitch. I'm in a strange man. And that there is Matt's fantasy of, him, of, of somebody whispering that in his ear from behind. I was going to say, if I could only count the number of times I've said that. <laughs> But uh, Tuck is now on his way to Jack's inner ear. Yes. And, but the bad guy knows that Jack has Tuck inside him. Yeah. And he's, but he's going into the ear and he's in the ear and there's just like all this nasty ear wax and stuff. That was, that was gross. But he deploys the device on the inner ear while Jack is in the doctor's office. Well, he's in the elevator. I'm sorry, the elevator. You're correct. And he's like, hello, can you hear me? And then he's just doing a, he's turning around, he's like, did, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Yeah. But now he's he's sitting next to two patients, and apparently those patients were co-stars with uh, Martin Short on... SCTV. Uh, yes. And I actually knew that one of them was, and I had that in my notes already, but when I went to IMDb, I saw that actually both of them were. Yeah. And they're saying, are you okay? And he goes, would I be in a doctor's office if I wasn't okay? <laughs> but Tuck wants to talk to the doctor and the doctor puts a light in his ear, which blinds Tuck temporarily. He has yes. Han Solo syndrome. Correct. Now we go back. Jack is back at home and Tuck is trying to talk to Jack and to get his attention, he uses his electromagnetic booster, which does what? Uh, I don't know. It blows up his TV. Oh, it blows up his, his TV. But did you... Yes, yes. It blows up his TV and VCR. That was a little bit later down in my notes. Did you notice that his pants were tucked in like Ed Grimley? No, but I Ed Grimley, I know, will come up again in just a little bit. Yes. Yeah, but he finally accept, accepts the truth. And the delivery man shows up with the cruise tickets. Who is it? It's Robert. Who is it? Plumber. Plumber? I didn't ask for a plumber. Who is it? Telegram. Yeah, and the dude just walks in and he's like, can I use your phone? <laughs> like, if a delivery man did that, I would be like, get the fuck out of here. I actually, I when I lived at my old house in Delafield, I had a pizza delivery guy show up. And cell phones were not a thing that they were they were around everybody had a cell phone and mm-hmm. this guy's like hey can i come in and use your phone i'm like no are you kidding me no you may not come in and use my phone i have my wife and my one-year-old son sitting at the table and he got all pissed off at me yeah it's like what do you don't have a cell phone right yeah no you know i the thing is you pulled this clip and that clip is one of the classic clips from SNL in the glory days of the original cast, the not ready for primetime players, of the Land Shark, which that was right after Jaws came out. So that would have, I would assume it would have been from 1976. 76 or 77. But that clip is a perfect example of how 
Saturday Night Live really was not that great. In no, the it, really, it really wasn't. But there was nothing else to watch. You had three prime stations, and that was it. Right. But the the messenger, in finger quotes, pulls a gun on Jack, and his pulse rate, Jack's pulse rate, shoots up, which immediately shoots Tuck into the bloodstream. And but Tuck, Tuck hold, hold on a second. Tuck is telling him what to do. Yeah. He's like, pull the gun. Grab it. Knee him. And, and, and Jack is doing all of these things, and it's working out really well. Yeah, so they, they are, it's the beginning of them working together as a team. But Tuck, Tuck is in danger of going into the heart, and he uses, I would call, almost like a grappling hook. Yes, grappling hooks. And, okay, in this movie, there's a lot of things where the pod transfers from one part of the body to another. And how does Tuck usually do that to get from, like, the bloodstream to someplace else? He uses a laser. And it just kind of like, you know, shimmies through the hole he's just cut. <laughs> yes. He's causing permanent damage <laughs> to Jack's well, body. I would think that the white blood cells would show up and heal those. So okay. these cuts are not that big. I mean, they're microscopic. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, I you know, think about it. When you're getting jacked in the ass <laughs> by the strap-on, that's causing all kinds of little tears and fissures that heal themselves. Anyway, Jack goes to the lab. <laughs> you know, the fact that he's not denying it. <laughs> what, you're talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's an admission of guilt. <laughs> what, what, is, what is the popular thing now? Um, every accusation is a confession. Ha, yes. Doug. Ha, Doug. <laughs> but Jack is at the lab. And Tuck wants to know what went wrong. But Jack is not relaying the entire message. He's only relaying part of the message as he's kind of having this back and forth. Right. And it turns out that there is no duplicate of the chips. And since the chip that is required for re-enlargement is missing in the hands of the, what did you call her? Not a MILF. You called her a bolt? A, a glob. Glob. Okay. But it, it turns out that at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, Tuck will run out of air. And, yeah, then, and they're like, they're like, well, can't he just go to the lung and open it up and get some air in there? And they said, no, the pressure would kill him. The pressure change would kill him. Yeah, but his buddy, your favorite, Harold Sylvester. He's going to BF talk. Yeah, 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 he's like, just let him die. It's okay. Right. Yeah. But Jack, whatever the solution is, Jack just wants no pain. Right. And they go to Tuck's place. Well, first they get Tuck's sweet-ass car. Yeah, it's it's a Mustang, right? Yes. Do you know what year that is? I want to say it's a 67. It might be a 68. Yeah, maybe. Something okay. like that. But they, they, they go to Tuck's place, and they start drinking booze. But I got to... Th- so now this is, this is the part that I got to ask. The miniaturized Tuck. Because basically what he does, he, he's going to look... Jack is looking through all these empty bottles, and he finally finds a bottle of Southern Comfort. And let's say that that Southern Comfort is 90 proof or 100 100 proof. All right. And he's got his lucky flask, which he brought a flask with him, but he didn't bring it filled up with booze. And he puts it in the little compartment, and the robot arm sticks it out. And Jack takes a drink of the booze, and it fills up his flask. And then he he takes a drink of that flask. 
How would that alcohol affect him? Would that alcohol still be 90 proof to him? No, I, because the whole molecular thing would be completely different. I have no idea. I mean, would it be, like, so viscous to him? Like, I don't know, man. I, I, would it be like like drinking glue because he's so tiny? I, I didn't even think about it from that perspective, but that's actually a really good question. I don't know. It, it, it probably would be... It's just like a smaller sample size, maybe. I, I, that's, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. So, all but, right. So, yeah, do they really have time to get drunk and dance? Yeah, no. They they know at this point he's got probably eighteen hours left. Right, but this is just this is this is showing off Martin Short right now. Right, and at this point, Martin Short dancing kind of reminds me of Steve Martin running, but it is very reminiscent of the Ed Grimley character. Oh, this is too much. Wheel of Fortune. Give me a break. I couldn't be more excited, I must say. This anticipation, it's making me mental. But if they say yes, you can be on the show, I think I would go so crazy. It would be just the best. Mr. Sajak, I would like to buy a vowel, please. As he's moving around in that clip, he's like kind of, you know, jumping up on the couch and doing a little shuffle. And he's doing the same thing in this movie. Yeah, it was, it was the exact same, like, move set, basically. Right, but yeah, Tuck says to Jack, "Hey, go to the mirror. I, yeah. I need to. See, I need to see who who you are." And when he sees Jack, he goes, "We're going to need more help." Yeah, and their Tuck's idea for help is Lydia. And actually, right before this, Jack had seen a picture of Lydia and commented on it. But we go to where Lydia is working, and we find out she's a reporter. Correct, and she has been trying to do a story on somebody called the cowboy. Right. Do you know who the cowboy is? What What, what is his most prominent role that you the, can think The doctor of? from Voyager. Yes. And he makes an appearance in what else? What other Star Trek movie? Uh, First Contact. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Star Trek I'm pretty good at. Okay. Right. Yeah. And the, and the cowboy. So then they show the cowboy and he lights up a big old cigar on the plane. Do you remember? Did you, Have you ever been on a plane? No. That you can remember where you, you could smoke? No, I, I never were on a plane that you could smoke in. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I, I, I mean, you know, when I was a kid, you could smoke anywhere you wanted to. I Could you smoke in the grocery store, do you think? When I worked in the grocery store, so that would have been a little bit after this, because that would have been 89, 90 uh, until I quit, that um, you could not smoke in the grocery store itself, because I remember somebody came in with a cigar and we asked them to put it out. Okay. I mean, you could smoke yeah. in the break room. Yeah, I couldn't imagine, like, looking at some cans of peaches and lighting up a heater. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it used to be, man. I know. I know. But he he puts the cigar out on his hand. Ooh, tough guy. Tough yeah. guy. But um, back to Lily. Lily recognizes... Lydia. Lydia, yep, sorry. Lydia, I have it as Lily in my notes. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> okay. Um, recognizes Tuck's car and... Jack tells her that Tuck's in trouble and he needs your help. Yeah, she's he's wearing his she he's wearing Tuck's jacket. Yeah. This and yeah, Tuck tells Jack to tell her, Lydia, shut up and listen. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> Don't have that clip. <laughs> but um they're at a restaurant and they go to the bathroom and both of us pulled the same exact clip here. <laughs> yeah, this is the same this is almost the same thing from all of me that we did a couple of weeks ago. 
Oh, no, no, you didn't do so bad. She's a tough cookie. Yeah, well, she's a beautiful tough cookie. You're a lucky guy. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. I, just, I, just, I hate this. Why can't we just tell her the truth? She might even believe us. No. Besides, it's humiliating being this small. What's so bad about being small? I mean, you're not going to be small forever. Play with it, pal. Don't talk to it. Yeah, and after he gets done peeing, he's like, hey, Tuck, are you there? Yeah, oh, okay, He's he thought he may have peed him out by accident. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. Yeah. But yeah, the, so the henchman, Mr. Igo, grabs him, and Lydia pulls out her taser, and she's like, this is this is 50,000 watts, and it's, it'll knock you right out. And she shoots it, and she hits Jack. And that and causes, knocks. yeah, Tuck's machines to get overloaded. Right. And... Mr. Igo goes outside, and his car, which has been sitting in a no-parking zone for all of 20 seconds, is getting towed away. Mm-hmm. And this is and San what, Francisco area, so that, 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 that tracks. Yeah, and he steals a meat truck. And they throw Jack in the back of this meat truck, and I didn't really buy the makeup that they had for him being cold. Yeah, yeah it wasn't that good. But they... The meat truck apparently parks right off of the Golden, ba- Golden Gate Bridge, or at least it's it's literally right there. It's I think it's I believe it's Golden Gate Park, which is a I guess a very cool state park. Well, that's where they landed the uh, bird of prey in Star Trek Four. Yes, but Jack has mild hypothermia, and how how does the doctor <laughs> propose warming Jack up? Puts a fur coat on him. No, she's going to give him a hand job. Oh, she's going to give him a hand job. Oh, yeah. Oh. So I have this theory <laughs> that this reminded me of is you've done EMT stuff, right? Yes. So if somebody's shot, if somebody is bleeding, if somebody is in desperate need of medical atten- attention and they need to be at a hospital, something you cannot provide them in an ambulance, the best way to keep a guy alive is to suck his dick. Right. But, and here's the big thing, you can't let them come. <laughs> because as soon as they come, they will die. Right. You just have to edge them. You have to, to edge to, them Until they get to the hospital. Correct. Correct. You buy that theory? No, I don't buy that theory. Okay. It's, it's a good theory to have. But as you said, actually you said jacket. They they give jacket Jack a blanket. And Lydia has followed them in Tuck's car. And right, but it's it's um what's his face? It's uh Victor Scrimshaw, mm-hmm. who's been in a million things. He was in Oh yeah, he's been in in everything. So He was well, he was in the Joe Dante did a uh a part in the Twilight Zone movie. Mm-hmm. And this dude was one of the main characters in that. I think it was the was it the kid that can control everything? I don't know. I mean, he's just lucky he wasn't in the other part of the Twilight Zone, you know. With, with Vic Moreau? Yeah. <laughs> he got his head cut off by a helicopter? By a helicopter, yeah. Yeah, that was not good. Yeah. And John Landis still was able to continue to work. Uh, yes, which he should not have been because he was fully negligent in that. But the guy sees uh, miniaturization as the wave of the future. Yeah, and he's just blathering on, blah, 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 about his life and about everything. And Tuck basically is saying to Jack, hey, the doors are unlocked. 
And he's he's giving Tuck Tuck is giving him a pep talk. Yeah, he should have like started playing some music or or something to to pump him up. But he he gets Tuck Tuck gets Jack pumped up enough that he he goes and he he basically jumps out the back of the truck and he's hanging off the door. Yes. And what movie is this very similar to? Raiders of the Lost Ark. How is it similar to Raiders of the Lost Ark? He's hanging off the, the door back of a truck. Side. He's not hanging on a door, though. There are no the, doors no, on, on the, those trucks. On the front. On the front, he's hanging on a door. Okay. I was ta- thinking more of uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yes. What, the the that, cigarette that was, truck. Yes, the cigarette truck. And finally, we get... L- Lydia is taking an awfully long time to drive her car up to him, isn't she? Yeah. It's like a woman. But what was amazing to me was Martin Short was doing some of those stunts. Was he really? Yes, you could tell. He was, I mean, that was him hanging on. I mean, it was very a, probably a very controlled situation, but that was him doing some of those stunts. Once he finally gets in the Mustang, Jack is checking out Lydia's legs. Yes. And Tuck does not care for it. No. And they are... Lydia and, and Jack are are waiting for the cowboy. And then we go to, like, the bad people. And what, I have it in my note set. <laughs> Mr. Igo is servicing the doctor. <laughs> he, well, he, first he's using a corkscrew to undo a bottle of wine. And then she kind of lays back and spreads her legs a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we don't actually see what he puts on, but we hear the... On his mechanical arm. I actually, in my notes, says, do you think he has a dildo attachment for his hand? Yes, he does. Okay. But Jack is talking to talk about how cute Lydia is. And Jack has changed clothes. Right. He puts on uh, Tuck's clothing. Right. But but first of all, Lydia is talking to Dwayne. He kind of comes up a little bit later on. He's the, the... Dude that works at the newspaper with her. Right. Did you re- did you recognize who he was? I, I did, but I didn't write down where it was from. He was in the White Shadow. Okay, yeah, that's it. He was, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I can't. can't I could. I couldn't tell you. He's not the one that got shot. Do you no, remember I, that? Do you remember I, when the dude, I remember dude? so little of the White Shadow. I remember it had a theme song and it was about basketball and they had a white coach and yeah. It, it's been a long time since I watched any White Shadow. Okay. <laughs> Same here. But uh, Lydia and Jack follow um, the cowboy to a club, which is Inferno. The club is called Inferno, and it's on a boat. And and who is there? Wendy. And Lydia and Jack and Wendy bypass like the line to get in and just walk in. Yeah. How did that happen? I don't. I don't know. And for a, it's it's supposed to be a hot club, and it's got this long line. Really wasn't that packed inside. No, it was not. And Lydia is dancing with the cowboy, and Jack is talking to Wendy. And Wendy says this to Jack. You're probably the only person at the supermarket that I haven't slept with. And it's like, you're the only person that I'm even partially attracted to. This is a story of my life, man. Yeah. Yeah, there was a girl that I was friends with in high school that I really... I really wanted to lose my virginity and I really wanted it to be with her. And she had like slept with everybody except me. 
and she refused to sleep with me. Yeah, I, I, I feel your pain, Doug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've been that guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I, I'm not going to sleep with you because I like you too much. It's like, well, that is such a bullshit deal. Right. It's like, oh, so I'm a nice guy, so I don't get sex. So if I if I treat you like shit, does that mean you'll sleep with me? No, because I know you're a nice guy. It, it does, there's a, It's no win. I know. I know. It sucks being a nice guy. And there's plenty of times where, like I said, I, one time I was being a nice guy and I was accused of being gay. Yeah. Well, you know, some things end up being true. But as Lydia is dancing with the cowboy. Tell me, hold on a second. Tuck is wearing, Tuck is eating chicken McNuggets. You can't see that they're from mcdonald's but you can tell it's a chicken mcnugget and when you when he's when you see the container it's like the the tan styrofoam container yeah so it's this merchandising merchandising yeah why the fuck would he have chicken mcnuggets on his pod just a snack yeah i guess you know because those things are really good cold like 10 hours later oh yes they're the best but as lydia is dancing with the cowboy he says he says this. But for serious, two things you want to know about me. One, I make love with my boots on. And two... What is the other thing? I, I, I have a, I have an eight-inch tongue and I can <laughs> breathe through my nose. <laughs> but back to Jack and Wendy. And d- did you see how Jackie, or Jackie, how Wendy lights her heater? With the last one that she just had. Yeah. And that is commonly referred to as... Monkey fucking. Yeah, she monkey fucks a cigarette. Yeah. Uh-huh. But Lydia finds out that the cowboy is going to get the microchip the next morning. But we also find out that Wendy basically is down to clown, right? She's what? Down to clown. I don't know what that means. She's she's DTF, except down to clown. She's, she's, she's willing to fuck Jack is basically oh, what yeah. it boils down to. Okay. All right. And Jack has to follow Lydia and the cowboy to the hotel. And at this point, Jack is having this dialogue with Tuck. And he starts kind of criticizing Tuck as being not good enough for Lydia. Yeah, how would he know? Yeah, he doesn't know either of these people. Right. But he says, she deserves better than you. And Tuck starts stimulating Jack's adrenal glands. Yes. For what purpose? To go kick the cowboy's ass. Right. And he kicks in the door and the cowboy's like, hey, Jack, come on in. Like he's inviting him in for a threesome. (laughs) And I I don't even know the context of this, but in my notes it says, the cowboy is wearing my underwear. (laughs) Right. Was that in your notes as well? (laughs) No, no, but now I can visualize it. Yes, I can. (laughs) But I think they were like rhinestone encrusted or something yeah, something yeah they, were, like that. they were they were something silly but tuck somehow is going to make jack look like the cowboy and he they, goes jack goes will it hurt and tuck goes well yeah <laughs> and it was funny it was this was a funny moment with the whole you know his face going all over the place and lydia doesn't understand how jack looks like the cowboy but it, it 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 never comes up beyond that. Right. But hold on a second. The crazy thing about this scene is they didn't use a body double or anything. Oh, he so had to run around, yeah. He, yeah, he literally had to run behind the camera 
and go into the bathroom, take his clothes off, and get bound and gagged and, and crawl into the bathtub. Yeah, there's uh, Robert Picardo in his best quick change routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she does. Yeah, Lydia does. She doesn't believe him. What's? Well, I think that's when she tells. Is that when they tell him that Jack is inside of her? No, that comes later. Okay. But she just happens to have a a fake gold tooth with her. I, I, you know, that, that's common. Sure. Sure. You know, you're, you're out with a woman and it's like, Hey, I left my gold tooth at home and she's oh, no problem. And she'll, she'll spot it for you. You just got to make sure you give it back. Right. Right. But now we're at the bad guy's lair and Mr. Scrimshaw, he's got this big white dog. What is that? Uh, I don't even know what that is. It's not a husky. No, so, it's a big dog, but it's not it, like a bull mastiff or anything. Right, right. But he he's ask, basically asking the dog to beg. He goes, what do you say? And then the dog begs. And then he says, never beg. But And then he gives the dog a treat. Does, yeah. your, dog, does your dog beg? Yes. Not, okay. He doesn't beg. He just puts his head on you and looks at you. He doesn't like whine. Like, <laughs> but he will like. No, it's like, hey, feed me, fucker. Right. Yeah, it's, it's like our dog, he doesn't whine. But he's He's got like two spots. He's got a spot on one side of the table while we're eating. And then when he knows that we're about done eating, he goes over to the dishwasher. Because he knows that scraps <laughs> of food will fall. But sometimes he'll be looking at me and I'll say this to them, to him. You want this, don't you? And my missus, she lets him lick plates. And I'm like, God damn it. Don't. He's going to get fat. And he's he's like a perfect weight right now. And I hate feeding him scraps, but she lets him lick plates all the time. Yeah, our, our first dog got to eat whatever he wanted. We, we fed him whatever. And then Joey, the dog we have now, for, for like the first four or five years, no table food. No table food at all. Mm-hmm. And then it went from that to, okay, a French fry. And then it was a couple French fries. And now it's just like he gets whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, Benny does not get a ton of food. It's I have a piece of string cheese. And mm-hmm. if I open that piece of string cheese, I, I, I always say, cue the dog in three, two, one. And boom, he's right there. And he always gets just a little nibble of string cheese. But that's about all I, that I give him. The kids don't give him anything. Do you give him a chunk or do you give him a string? No, it's just a tiny little chunk. Okay. So, but what was the treat that the dog was begging for? Uh, a Cuban cigar. It was a raw egg. Was, oh, yeah, it's a raw egg. Okay. What? But yeah. Jack, as the cowboy, is talking, and his gold tooth starts coming out as he is... No, no, doing... no, 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 no. You're, you're skipping a big part. Okay. You're skipping, you're skipping a lot here. He's offered a cigar, a cu- and, and talks like, ooh, a Cuban... And he's like, I, I take that for later. And then his hat falls off. And his hair's different. And his hair is different. And he says, I'm going for the Clint Eastwood style. You know, from jo- Outlaw Josie Wales. Are you going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie? And then when he's getting the chip. All right, good. Going to get the chip, movie over. Then his gold tooth falls out. Right. And apparently one of the things that the cowboy is known for, other than fucking with his boots on, is his incredible threshold for pain. Yes. And Mr. Igo comes with his... Now he's got a blowtorch on his fake prosthetic arm. Yeah. He also had a nine-pin serial connection on his hand, which I'm sure you're saying, I have no idea what that is. You nerd. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. But 
why why would you have that it it is basically like what you can use it to connect like a printer or a modem is it for like a firmware upgrade why does he have a nine pin serial connection on his arm i don't know i have no idea but with all this happening jack is getting all you know bent out of shape and he starts freaking out which causes his face to start to go back to normal which is very very similar to something that you provided me with doug yes Two weeks. Excuse me? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Before you say anything else, Doug, for the people that are listening, what movie is that from? And I know you know, Doug, obviously, since you pulled it. Yes. Okay, and three, two, one. That's from Total Recall. Yes. And not not the horrible version with Colin Farrell, but the good version, which that's even debatable with Arnold Schwarzenegger. The the, the head thing, this, this is where the head thing, which was like the one big effect shot, which probably could be done with anybody that has any home computer today. Right. But yeah, all the stuff that's done in this movie with where he's transforming into the cowboy and then when the cowboy is transforming back into Jack, that was all done with animatronics. Okay. But Jack now is back to normal as Jack, and he grabs the chip, and Jack throws it to Lily, but... Lydia. Lydia. God damn Fuck. it. Man. What the fuck's wrong with you? He throws it to Lydia. <laughs> she misses, She misses, and it goes into the dog bowl. Right. Yeah. And, and the two of them get locked up, that being Jack and Lydia... And it does not say Lydia a single time in my notes. It's Lily every single time in my notes. That's why I keep doing this because I'm reading it. Um, Lydia won't help until she finds out what's going on. And this is where she finds out the truth of exactly what it is that's going on. Yes. he's Tuck is going, tell her about it. I was supposed to pull that clip also. <laughs> but she, she doesn't believe it. And Tuck tells him what to say to prove it. Correct. And... Do you, if you had to put yourself in in Jack's shoes, and you had to prove to your missus that you were inside Jack, and I mean, I'm sure she's run into situations where you were inside another man, but in this case, it's actually inside another man. How would you prove to your missus that it was you? Uh, uh, uh something that I can't say. Okay, but you you have something that you could use. Yes. Okay, actually, she just came in. Hey, come here. Come here. So, Jen just got back from walking the dog and Oh, did you did you did did she walk past the bar and did everybody go, "Oh, Joey." No, she doesn't have that rapport with people. That's just me and the dog. Okay. So, so if if I was stuck inside another man and not like the other week, but like inside like from like inner space and I had to prove to you that I was inside this person. Is there something I could do to prove that to you? The color of your strap Probably, on? Probably, yes. How, what could I use to prove that? I don't know. Something you say to me? Thank you. That was very helpful. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Should I just cut that or just leave it? Yes, cut it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to leave it in. Okay. So, um, Jack asks Tuck to shut... Shut down the sensors for a moment. Well, actually, even before that, there is a... What is it that he actually says? I don't even have it in my notes. 
I don't either. Okay. But Jack asks Tuck to shut down the sensors for a moment. And he goes, what if I can't restore communications? He's like, just do this thing for me. And they kiss. Why? Why do they kiss? And why would Tuck be okay with this? And why would Tuck shut it down? Why wouldn't he just say, yeah, I'm shutting it down? Yeah, right. And just, (laughs) he wouldn't know. And But Jack kisses Lydia. And Tuck is transferred into Lydia. Correct. And they go to the bad guy's lab. And they, they strap Jack down. And they're miniaturizing a bad guy to inject him into Jack to basically go after the other pod to get the other chip. Yes, they're they're inject they're they're Mr. Igo is going into a much cooler looking submersible to go after the other chip. Right. And Lydia realizes I'm excuse me. Tuck realizes that he's in Lydia and not only is he in Lydia, Lydia has a secret. She's got a baby. And apparently if if you if you're looking at in her office, if you look closely, there's a um Oh, why the fuck can I not think of the... Yeah, ultrasound. Ult- ultrasound. There you go. Picture. Yeah, on her desk. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that, but I did read IMDb today as well. Yes. And have you seen, like, the new style ultrasounds, what they look like now? Mm, I have not seen an ultrasound in nine years. They're 3D now, and they're really fucking creepy. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, but... Tuck realizes that Lydia is pregnant. And actually, for some reason, it does start saying Lydia in my notes from here on out. So I will not say Lily again. Okay. All right. So, yeah, Igo goes into the shrinker. And their lab, their lab is a a lot more badass. It's clean. There's no papers flying around. There's not They don't spin him. There's no no centrifuge element to it. No. He just goes into, like, an underground, like, garage. Yep. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I added that one to the board. You're saying it weird. <laughs> yeah. But they say, well, how are we going to get him out? And they're like, well, we'll just have him re-enlarge inside of Jack. <laughs> Which would work. Sure. But, um, yeah, they, they talk about re-enlarging the pod still inside Jack. And Jack tries to break free, but Mr. Igo is injected into him. And Lydia rescues Jack. Right. And they put the bad guys into the miniaturizer. But first we see a cop car with an antenna that is like 20 feet long. Did you oh, a huge whip, anten- whip antenna? Yeah. No, I did not notice that, but I believe it. It was huge. They, they shrink the bad guys down to 50% and they, they take the chip. And Tuck plays music, the song from earlier mm-hmm. that was... Lydia and Tuck's song through the external speakers. And then Jack and Lydia now know that Tuck is in Lydia. Well, hold on. But first, so all this while, Jack has thought that Tuck is still inside of him. And even when he was strapped down onto the table, he's like, okay, Tuck, give me strength. And he rips away one hand. And then as they're escaping the lab, there's a henchman at the bottom of the stairs. And he goes, don't worry, Tuck will give me the strength. And he beats the shit out of this guy. And then she hears the song. Yeah, and that's the whole thing that shows that this is Jack is growing. Even without the influence of of Tuck in there to help him, Jack is starting to believe in himself more than he ever has before. Right. Right. So they kiss again. And, yeah. And And Tuck is back in Jack. 
Right. But now they're in the car and they're driving back to the, the good guy lab. And the little people are in the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> that, that have been shrunk down. Did you notice this, the length of the arms on Scrimshaw as he's reaching around trying to grab Jack? No. They're, like, tw- they're, they're like twice as long. Well, they did not. They did a lot of this stuff with forced perspective mm-hmm. rather than doing it as optical effects. Right. Correct. But yeah, there's a fight between. But there's a little person fight. But then inside of now Jack, there is the fight between Igo and Tuck. And it is very similar, at least in my opinion, to a fight in one of the Roger Moore Bond films. Oh, for your eyes only. Exactly. Yeah. Where they're trying to. Recover the computer from the sunken British frigate. Yeah, it's I can't remember what it's called. It's like a scram device or something. I cannot remember exactly what it is. It's, it's the called. it's it's the device that has the location of all the Soviet satellites. Something like that. Yeah, but they, there's a name for it. And I just watched that one, and that's one of the actually passable before Brosnan Bond films. So, but yeah, but there but there, there's this the fight that's in this car. It, it, it's they're slapping and there's and Jack is getting poked in the eyes or he's poking in the eyes. It's very reminiscent to this. Got two fingers. One, two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the fight that's going on inside of Jack's body, I, I can't remember what happens to Igo's submersible, but he has to eject. Right, and he ejects into like this small, even smaller thing. Yes, and he has a, a drill, and the Correct. drill is he's trying to he well first he starts drilling on the air tanks, which we know that there's a limited supply that Tuck has anyway. Mm-hmm. And then but Jack Jack is starting to hyperventilate, and they are basically the two pods are hanging above the stomach. Yes, and, and Tuck is trying to get. Jack all amped up to get those stomach juices churning. Yeah, he convinces Jack. That, oh, hey, there's a problem down here. I, I, I see. Uh, what, what did he say? He says. I see. I, I think I saw a tumor. Yo, yeah, and that's he says. Oh, great! Now my ulcer is going to kick in. And then he's like, "It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor." How yeah. did I not pull that? I know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, Tuck just drops. Yeah, into that, the stomach acid, and it does no a, damage to his pot at all. No. Well, I think I think the bad guy is just like in a wetsuit almost. Almost like a dive not a diving bell, but like the it, it's it's more yeah, it's it's more of a suit than it is right. an actual like sub. Correct. So yeah, and he's just like, "Uh, you just digested the bad guy." Ha 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 ha. But it has the the little thing is stuck I think in the window. Which is the thing that really made me really reminded me of the Bond film because that was very very similar the same thing where it okay. had the the drill trying to go through the glass of the plexi or whatever it was. Is it? Hold on a second. I got a question to ask. Mm-hmm. And for your eyes only, is the main chick? No, no, it's somebody else. I'm what? positive. I checked. No, 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 no. Is the main chick in that movie? And for your eyes only. Actually, a dude that had a sex. No, like I said, that that's a different woman. Oh, it's a different one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're thinking of Tula. Yes. No, that's not her. Okay. 
Alright. Does that make you feel better, Doug? I may have jerked off to a dude. <laughs> hey. Glass houses and all. <laughs> it happens. It happens. You ever be looking at porn, you know, and, and, and going, hey, this is pretty good, and then they pan down and yeah. Oh yeah, that's 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 the thing about porn is like when when it's the the whole timing of the money shot for you for you is like oh it's, no yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I just what's, that, what's the line from Ted Two? There's no such thing as chicks with dicks, only <laughs> dudes with tits. <laughs> I, I I I don't know. It's been it's been a minute since I watched it's, Ted Two. Okay, all right. All right, but so, yeah. The, the, so, so. the little people, and it's okay to call them little people because they actually are people that are little, not mm-hmm. people of, of smaller statue, are, are trying to make a call from a payphone. And are they calling collect? Because any change they might have had in their pockets would have been shrunk as well. No, they used a credit card. Oh, they used a credit card, okay. Yes. And Tuck is out of oxygen. Well, did you notice, though, that when... Those people were shrunk. Their voices were a higher pitch. Yet Tuck's voice is never at a higher pitch. I mean, it's for a comedic effect. I understand that. I think that's because Tuck's in a controlled environment and they are not. Okay. I, I right. completely just made that up, but it, sure. Sure. It tracks. Right. Okay. Uh, but so, yeah. Tuck is Tuck out, of accent, out of oxygen, so he puts on a mask. Right. And Tuck needs Jack to sneeze. And fortunately, as we found out very early in this film... Jack is allergic to hairspray. Right. So he grabs somebody's hairspray, shoots it up his nose. He sneezes all over some dude, which today and today in 2020, you would go to jail if you did that. Yeah. So I, I totally forgot to mention in the, uh, what are you doing? I had to take a drug test for my annual contract renewal for my job. And I was in the way the place you go for a drug test is an urgent care facility and everybody's in there for COVID. Mm-hmm. And I was not very happy about it. No. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be either. But uh, they, they scrape tuck and the pod off of the glasses and there's eat me, drink me on the computer screen. Correct. They would never do this. No, no, they certainly would not. And it is not actually the exorcist, as Jack first suggests, it is Alice in Wonderland. Correct. But the pod is re-enlarged. Hold on, they, but they, first, th- suddenly everybody needs goggles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the goggles they didn't need before. Everybody give, does goggles. The pod is re-enlarged and this. My eyes, the goggles do nothing. Yeah. Okay, my question is, when this thing gets re-enlarged, the residual stomach acid all over coating this capsule, wouldn't that just, like, burn your hand if you touched it? Uh, you know, I think since he got up into the nasal passage, any of that stomach acid would have been long since gone. All right, okay. But Tuck is fine, still has Igo's hand on the ship, like the Bond mm. film. Mm-hmm. And... Lydia and Tuck kiss, and Jack, Jack is, is crestfallen. He feels, yeah, he feels he feels sad for himself, but then he feels happy. Oh, these two lovers—they they found each other again. And wouldn't Tuck have punched your buddy at this point? You would think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, what's his what, What's his name? Harold Sylvester. Yeah, I think he would have punched him and then picked him up, kind of 
like at the end of Major League with uh, Dorn and Ricky Vaughn. Right. Yes. But he would have punched him and then explained it. But Tuck hugs Jack, and the next thing we see is the wedding of Tuck and Lydia. Right. There's rice being thrown. There's a horrible. Lydia is wearing a horrible 1980s wedding dress. And Jack has given Tuck the cruise tickets that he had purchased earlier. We're not done he, yet. He bought one cruise ticket. Okay. How, why? How, how all of a sudden does he have two cruise tickets? That That is a great question. I didn't even think about that. Yes. But uh, the cowboy is the limo driver. Correct. And Tuck's cufflinks are the two microchips. Correct. Now, this is also a very big moody movie trope that I hate. That immediately they leave the, the the new bride and groom, leave the wedding, and they go off to their honeymoon. There's no reception. There's no reception. That happens all the time. Yeah, it does. And I've never been at a wedding where that happened. No, I have not either. But the little people are in the luggage. Yes. I refer to them as the minis. Okay. <laughs> and Jack recognizes that the cowboy is the driver. After they've pulled away, and three people come up to Jack. <laughs> yeah, right. Jack, Jack's doctor, Wendy, and his boss are all at this wedding. Why? Why are they at this wedding? Well, for this line right Doc, here. I'm cured. Sorry. For this line right here. <laughs> yes. Doc, I'm cured. Wendy, not a chance. And Mr. Wormwood, thank you. And I quit. Okay. Wendy, the doctor, and his boss at the grocery store. None of which have ever met Lydia and have (laughs) ever met Tuck. But I remember last time I was in a wedding. Uh, I wasn't a best man. I think I was just a a groomsman. And they said, well, invite any friends you have that that aren't invited that we don't know because they, we, we want so many people at our wedding because that's what normally happens. Right. 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 But Jack is, has got this newfound confidence. I'm still thinking he probably would still throw a bang into Wendy though. Oh, why not? She's a hottie man. But the doctor, however, is going to bang Wendy. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yes, he is. And with that, the movie is over. Okay. You and, never asked me if I saw this movie. Yeah, I did not. Did you see this movie? Obviously you I saw, have. I saw it in the theater and then probably rented it uh, when it came out on video. And then I think the last time I saw it was, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. It was on Amazon and I watched it. Yeah, I did not see it in the theater. I remember renting it um, from wherever and watching it and liking it a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, did the movie hold up for you? Yeah. It was okay. It wasn't. I, it, it it wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible. No, it, it wasn't great, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. It, and if I'd never seen it before, it would have been far better than some of the other movies that I had not seen before than we've watched, especially recently. It, it was more of a vehicle for Martin Short. I remember a lot more body stuff going on with Je- uh, with Tuck inside the body. And that was kind of a letdown, this viewing, that that was very limited. Mm-hmm. So. 
Would you, would you recommend it? Sure, why not? Uh, any last thoughts on the movie? No. I, I'm just glad to be off of like what I consider the lost category of movies I've brought to the podcast in the last couple weeks. You're off my shit list. <laughs> okay, so I think it's probably time to move on to... Watcha! 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 So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first? I'll talk first. So, do you just want me to go through all my stuff? Just go ahead, yeah. Okay, I watched this movie on Netflix called uh, Mosul, which is, it's an American movie, but it's all Iraqi actors, and, and the whole movie is in uh, Farsi, or whatever, Arabic, okay. with, with subtitles. And it's about a group of Special Force SWAT team members that... Uh, are fighting in Iraq against ISIS who have taken over the city of Mosul and they're kind of, they're kind of working their way out. But it is an amazing, amazing combat movie. Uh, and it's gripping and it's full of action and it's sad. Uh, but it's really, really good. So highly, highly recommend that. Um, still on my YouTube kick, uh, I've watched several videos on YouTube of Hiking Half Dome at Yosemite. Are you familiar with this at all? No. Okay. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Go to YouTube, anybody, and look up Hiking Half Dome at Yosemite. It's like a 13-mile hike with just these spectacular views, and it's somewhat treacherous, you know, wet rocks and stuff like that. But then when you get to the actual Half Dome, it is a quarter mile or half mile hike up some of it's almost vertical where you're on these two cables there's cables on either side and every 10 or 12 feet there's a two by four and you're literally pulling yourself up these two cables and there's people coming going up and there's people going down and the the trail is about i don't know two and a half maybe three feet wide okay and it's fuck it's fucking insane it's I, the videos that I'm watching are, are GoPro videos, and it's crazy because then they'll they'll be going up this thing, and then they'll look off, off to the side, and you'll see the horizon, and you'll see the rock that they're climbing up, and it's almost vertical. I just, I would love to do it, but I would be one of the people that falls. Yeah, so, it'd be okay. Yeah, it'd be okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I finished up Punisher Season 1, which was awesome, and started uh, Punisher Season 2. Which in the first episode of Punisher season two, there's an action sequence uh, put to um, Janice Joplin's "Me and Bobby McGee" that is just awesome. It's just this great action sequence. Uh, so, any interest in watching the Punisher? I know I've brought it up the last couple of weeks. I got it recommended to me by somebody else as well. They said that they agree with you. Okay, and. We'll we'll see. It, it's just a matter of I have a, so many so many things queued right now, and I, I'm I'm assuming since I'm not the one who suggested it, Jen might actually be okay with watching it. I mean, uh, I mean it's it's violent, and the violence is lots of blood. Um, it's not saving private private Ryan violent, but it's violent. How does it compare uh, to like the boys? Less less yeah, blood. Yeah, she watched the boys, so that okay. was an issue. Okay, um, Mandalorian, of course. Mm-hmm. 
I watched the Cobra Kai season three trailer. Okay. Have you seen that? Yes. Okay. And then I've been watching lots of Louis C.K. clips, not only from his stand-up, but also from his show, Louis, which was on FX, which sadly got canceled because he jerked off in front of a couple of people, Mm -hmm. and they were hurt because of that. Yep. Yeah. That happens? Yeah, that happens. That's about it. Okay, so I watched, uh, and it just came out, but I watched the fourth season of Big Mouth. I don't know if you've ever watched that show. That's Nick Kroll, isn't it? Yes. Is it good? Eh. Um, it's funny. But yet, but yet you've watched four, three, three previous seasons of it. The, the thing is, when it when it's funny, it's really funny. But it, it's just, it's weird because it's about 7th and now 8th graders. And it's just weird because of how they, what the things they do. And it probably is not far off from like what a lot of eighth graders do. And I, I, I think that it's funny, but some of the stuff is just a little bit too far out for me. Okay. All right. So it's okay. Um, we finished up uh, season four of the crown. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Think that everybody that's involved in the British monarchy is a p- piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt that going in and that definitely reinforced it. Um, which begs the question, well, then why would you watch The Crown? It actually teaches me a lot about British history. Okay. And, you know, it, they have different things and the way they frame them around different events. And like this season, a lot of it was about uh, Margaret Thatcher, the Thatcher administration. All right. Which I knew very, very little about. And then, you know, there were a couple episodes that talked about the, the war in the Falkland Islands, which if you had asked me, I would have said that that was like a week-long war, which is not true. <laughs> How long did it last? Oh, six months, nine months. I the big problem with the Falkland Island War is the British had to send everything like very far away, I and mean, Argentina took... was right there. <laughs> yeah, right. And yet the British still kicked Argentina's ass. Yeah, uh, I watched a movie called Buddy Games. Uh, uh, yeah, I saw that that you had put that out there. How is that? It's okay. It, okay. It's it's not great. It's it's. It's interesting. It it has some funny moments. Um, I also finished watching American Pie Girls Rules, which is terrible. Okay. Uh, I watched a couple episodes of Dawson's Creek just to confirm that Dawson was indeed a cuck, and he was. Okay. And then um, we started watching The Queen's Gambit. That's a chess movie, isn't it? Yes. All right. And... It's interesting. We're we're a couple episodes in. It's interesting. There's one part of it that that bothers me. I can talk to you about offline, um, but it is an interesting show so far. Two of seven episodes in, so we'll we'll see where that goes. But you had mentioned uh, Janis Joplin. Um, me and Bobby McGee. Mm-hmm. Do you think Janis Joplin was a good singer? No. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> We don't have to have words on, but that, right. that's it for me. Oh, and Mando, I you know I watched Mando, and I try not to talk too much to you about that because I want to save that for the the Mando stuff. But except for the one thing, the one yeah. thing that we that we kind of talked, where I was like, please do it, please do it, please do it. Oh yeah, yes, yes. It's like I said, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but it is a show that there's just like things that for. A lot of people would mean nothing, but it makes me smile just so much. Sure. When when that happened, I'm like, okay, th- that's fucking awesome. <laughs> right, right, right. 
Sadly, this week, I forgot to write down a question that I have for you. So I, I'm, I'm just going to pull one on my ass, my ass, so play okay. the song. Doug's got a question for Matt. Matt Doug's has six hours of homework for, for every show. Doug has one hour of homework for every show. <laughs> and still cannot get his shit done. Let's find out. Let's find out. How? Uh, <laughs> I'll just stop such it. a big fucking dick. How, how is it that you have six hours of homework for your, this show? Uh, it's, it's probably not that much. Um, no. Well, no. Well, figure this, this, the movie was two hours. Okay. So the movie's two hours. Okay. Then I have an hour of pulling clips for me. Okay. Me too. And then I have an hour of taking your clips, making sure that the audio is good, repulling audio that isn't good. That takes you an hour. That takes you an hour to listen to a couple of nine-second clips. But it's not just pulling it. You have to pull it. You have to You have to edit them. You have to normalize them. You have to associate a video file with. <laughs> if you can't see me right now, which you can't, I'm pretending to play a violin. <laughs> And then I have to set up everything, and then I have to edit it on the back end. It's about uh, it's about six hours. Okay. Well, this was your idea, so. No, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> but you love me because that's why you do it because you love me. What's next? Because I always get it wrong, according to you. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm still trying to think of a question that I can okay. ask. Well, I, uh, um, you asked me a question. Well, how can it take me six hours? <laughs> okay. All right. There you go. That's my question. <laughs> That's, that's really lame, Doug. Okay, so next is Listener Reaction Roundup. Howdy, partners. Now it's time for Listener Reaction Roundup. Yee-haw! All right, so I only have one thing, and it's from Wife of Show Jen. Okay. Oh, Doug. And she says, just to clarify from last week's podcast, there are so many things I could address but the only one I'll focus on is that I did go to bed at 8.30 to watch TV because I need a place to escape and to relax. That doesn't make me old. Wife of Shojen, P.S., love you both. Yeah, it does. You're going to bed at 8.30. <laughs> yes, you're going to watch TV, but you're going to bed at 8.30. So, yeah. Right. I can't say that you have old balls, but you're old. Right, I have three things. Okay. Um, they're all about the same thing. And the first one is for from Wife of Show Jen. Mm-hmm. She said that she has noticed since our podcast when we first talked about it. Sometimes she does the bra spin, and sometimes she just puts them on and hooks it. Okay. Okay. And then I had a thing from friend of Doug Tracy. Oh, Doug. Where she said she does not do that. She does not do the spin thing. But she noticed that her mom does, and to her knowledge, her mom is the only one that does it that way. That does the spin move? Yes. So in your mind right now, you're visualizing the glob. (laughs) (laughs) I I said I don't believe her, so I asked her to send me some video proof of that. Okay, all right, all right. Okay, now we go to next week's movie. Well, you, has, you said you had one more thing. You said you had three things. You've yeah, only, three. You, it was well, said, it was it was Jen, 
and Tracy and Tracy's mom. Oh, okay. Yes. Now we're now we can go to next week's movie. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. We're gonna come in under two hours. Alright. So I, I, I can come in two ways to Gremlins. I've heard do you want before. me to go do you want me to go what's that? <laughs> Nothing. Hey, I guess I'll I'll hear about it tomorrow. Uh, do you want me to come in the fun way first or the technical way first? Uh, well, I'm assuming you have Dante and then you have Dick Miller. I've got Dick Miller. The the, the fun way is Kevin McCarthy. Okay. He pl- he plays Victor Scrimshaw, who's like the main bad guy mm-hmm. in Inner Space. All right. He plays Dr. Miles J. Bennell in 1956 Invasion of the Body Snatcher which is being watched by Billy and Gizmo in the movie Gremlins. Okay. Um, I I guess I'd accept that. So I had um, Dante well, the, as the director of both. Yes. I have Dick Miller plays the cab driver. He plays Murray Futterman in Gremlins. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I wanted to, I was watching Gremlins today, and I was like, hey, wait a second. I know that dude. And I went and looked him up, and yeah, sure shit. He's in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and he's on the black and he's on the TV that Billy and Gizmo are watching. Okay, so how far into Gremlins are you? A little bit over halfway. Okay. So that's it. So go ahead and take us on home. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Tell a friend. That would mean the world to us. Tell a friend. Tell two friends. Hey. Go ahead and go up to him and go, I know you've, you're listening to this podcast and you're listening to that podcast, and but you should really listen to these two idiots. We're not everybody's cup of tea, but we're some people's cup of tea. And I need to stop you for just one second. Okay. And the reason I have to stop you is because I just remind r- reminded myself of something, is I listened to a podcast about The Mandalorian. Okay. And and this is kind of a like, what are you listening to? What are you watching? And they had these experts on about the Mandalorian, and they had no idea who Boba Fett was. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know how to pronounce Ahsoka. I mean, I could say, okay, Tano or Tano, I can see that, but they didn't know how to pronounce Ahsoka. They didn't know who ahsoka was looking for the person that she referenced they knew none of this stuff but these were the star wars experts yeah and and i'm sorry it's like you can just say it's like this is new to me that's fine but when you present yourself as a star wars expert at least know what the fuck you're talking about so i listened to a star wars podcast called uh jabba the pod and it's from sci-fi wire which is the sci-fi channel and uh, and they just announced in last week's episode that after the Mandalorian is done this season, they are they are done. They're the wrapping podcast, up shop. Okay. They're wrapping up shop. Which it's, it's these three Star Wars nerds, two chicks and a or two dudes and a chick, and they're funny and it's they know everything about Star Wars, everything about Star Wars, and it's a great Star Wars podcast. Um, and they talk about you know the Clone Wars, Rebels. They do a recap of all the movies. It's a very very if you like Star Wars, it's a very entertaining. Uh, podcast and it's really it was really disappointing and hurtful to find out that one of my weekly listens is dissolving and going away now i'm hoping that when a lot of these new star wars seasons 
come back up with even you know with the bad batch and everything that they'll relight that fire i hope mm-hmm. uh but it's it makes me a little sad that it's going away no my whole thought is like you know just don't present yourself as an expert if you're not okay <laughs> give the email address the facebook address oh, all right you can find us on facebook at betamax rewind it uh with matt and doug or you can email us we love emails we love them love them love them because it's awfully fun to read them on the air which we will do at betamax rewind at yahoo.com you can also go to itunes and give us a nice five-star review we're up to 10 10 five-star reviews no uh no actual messages on itunes but uh hey 10 better than none there you go yeah so hey we'll see you next week uh when we are talking gremlins with friend of show joey yep next week will be the last uh podcast in the regular movie section of this podcast for the year we will have then the season finale of the last two episodes of the mandalorian and then we will resume with a doug pick at the beginning of 2021 and i will see you then hold on a second hold on a second hold on a second i didn't get to do my guess as to what your theme of the season is okay what is my theme of the season is it the one that that tj said what was the thing that TJ... You mean this TJ? Oh, God. You know what? That makes me very uncomfortable that you play that clip. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, because first of all, it doesn't even sound like him. Oh, it sounds, God. It sounds nothing like him at all. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where all of your movies basically are, hey, what kind of rain is it? It's purple. Hey, what kind of street is it? It's wall. Hey, what kind of space is it? It's inner. Hey, what kind of, uh, what other shitty, what kind dancing. of dance is it? It's flash. Or... Hey, what kind of dance, what kind of dancing is it? It's dirty. Mm. Oh, you know what you're going to make me watch? What am you're I going to make you watch? You're going to make me watch, um, she's out of control with Tony Danza, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> No, no, um, because, and here's a hint, that would not actually meet the criteria. <laughs> oh, God. No, it is, um, honestly, in a way, I'm happy that you're not going to guess it, because the movie that I, I do, if you get it right, I, I, I just don't know if we're ready for it. Okay. So. All right. So, yep. We're gonna, and it is a movie we've talked about. Both of the movies are movies we've talked about. So, all right, leave it at that. Wait, wait when was when was Sister Act? That was nineteen ninety two, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Neither of them are movies that we saw together. Okay, I've walked out of three movies in my life. One being she's out of control with Tony Danza, <laughs> which we saw together. <laughs> which we walked out of that movie. Yeah. Uh, Sister Act, I walked out of that. And then Oscar with Sylvester Stallone, I walked out of that movie. All right. So it is it is not any of those three. All right. Well, hopefully it's not one of the movies that I that the movie that I'm picking after Gremlins. No, there's you would never pick this. Never. Oh, all right. Of course, you never would pick Hoosiers either, so. Right. Right. So, I'm picking a comedy. Our next movie after Gremlins is a comedy. No matter what, my next film will be an action film. Oh, okay. Invasion USA with Chuck Norris. 
Well, maybe I'm going to this well. Guess who's back? Back again. Oh, I'm trying to think. What else has he been in? He was in the one where he's a truck driver. Never saw it. Uh, he was in the one where he's a ghost, but I think that's actually 1990. Yes, it is. Um, I actually, he's in, uh, I think there's four Swayze films left that we have not done that are eligible because you, I vetoed one, you vetoed one. And oh, right. by the way, only one more movie and then your veto resets. God, don't do dirty dancing. I, no, I, I can't find... do dirty dancing. But next, next season, I can't. Dirty dancing is completely off the table. Oh, it's forever. It's, oh, yeah, it's, off, it, it's done. It's, it's off forever. Yeah, dirty oh, dancing. Oh. Basically, it's like it is the equivalent of we have done dirty dancing. Oh, okay. So I thought the veto was only for the season. Okay. Well, no, you know what? I'm I'm cool with that. No, and it's disappointing because dirty dancing is actually a very good movie. Okay. Well, and, I, and I, I don't say that like. Purple Rain is a good movie. I say it is. <laughs> Dirty Dancing is actually a good film. All right, maybe maybe someday if you if you give me enough alcohol, I'll rescind my veto. No, it, it, trust we got we got. Okay, actually, one last thing <laughs> we can go since we've already expanded this ten minutes since we were going to be done. Uh huh. So we will end this season with my pick, which will be two movies into next year. And that will put us at 35 total podcasts. All right. The plan is then we will go to season four, which will reset the clock, if you will. I still need to see if I have a theme because I know what my first film of, of that season will be. So I need to find a theme that fits within that. As, we- as do I. But that first film of that season, we can either do the regular cut, which I think is like an hour and 45 minutes, or the director's cut, which is like three hours, which is the one that you have. The one that I have access to is like three hours long. Okay. And then we will be doing seven films each for season four. Uh-huh. And then we will do something special for season 50. Okay. Season 50 for for episode, episode 50. Episode 50. Yes. I do not know what. But I've already been asked um, if if we can do certain things for for the 50th episode, so we will talk about that offline. But I all think right. we're all done here. Yeah, we're all done. See you next week. Later. See ya.